0: Football on Off The Ball
1: With Sky Watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership And much more Live on Sky Sports Now you're welcome along To the football show Latest goings on in the world Bad night for Leeds United Down to 10 men Daniel James sent off early In the first half And 2-0 down After 75 minutes Against Chelsea Is where we are At Ellen Road We have a half-time from Molyneux and it's Wolves 1, Manchester City 3. Kevin De Bruyne's left foot scoring all three goals and he made a point of uh, giving his left foot an old slap when he scored the third. Pretty impressive hat-trick in fairness after 25 minutes, Kevin De Bruyne. Elsewhere, uh, Frank Lampard, who was uh, fist-bumping Everton fans from the bus window on the uh, way to this game. And nil all away to Watford is where we are after 67 minutes. And then 67 minutes also gone between Leicester and Norwich. It's 2-0 to Leicester. Very staggered kickoff times this evening. So uh, most importantly, I suppose, Wolves won Manchester City 3 from the title race point of view. And in Scotland, all Celtic need to uh, secure the league officially this evening is a draw away to Dundee United. They're on course to get that. Eight minutes to go. They're one all with Dundee United a Rangers 2-0 up against Ross County. So you would think Celtic see that out for the next eight minutes and uh, secured the inevitable. Dion Fanning from The Currency here in studio. Hello. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Kevin De Bruyne, Always
0: on the big nights. Incredible. Well, yeah. Well, he's not hasn't been taken off already by, by, by Pep. Yeah. He's uh, impressive hat-trick. Incredible hat-trick. Um, he is a phenomenal player. Um, and you do... I, it you do look at those moments. And I know he didn't have a great game that night in in Madrid, but at the same time, you th- you think of extra time and you think of those big occasions when uh, you know and he's not there. Um, what what City are lacking without him? Because the goals tonight were extraordinary. The third goal is phenomenal. Goal hmm. really is uh, like his strength and power and just and then and then finish is exceptional. Yeah. Like so, he is an incredible player, and I think that's. I don't think there was any much doubt about the uh, where the Premier League was going, but I think this is uh, this is kind of confirming it now.
1: I do find the uh, brewing Kevin De Bruyne has he done it on a big European night narrative, which is uh, unfolded this year at harsh, He's been amazing in lots of big games. His technique for the third goal, which I'm sure those of you listening will uh, see in due course, his technique for the third goal with his left foot is genuinely better technique than a lot of Premier League players with their favourite foot. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Power, precision, technique, gorgeous.
0: It was one of those. It's actually uh, watching it. It was kind of only only a third goal, and you, you saw, like when it was when it was pointed out, you realised that he scored all these goals with his wrong foot. When he pointed it out, yeah, when he pointed it out, but you don't like because there is no there is isn't, like the the the. Yeah. Uh, the execution and the balance and everything is just so perfect, that it doesn't even—it doesn't—it's not even noteworthy.
1: So they're headed for four and five league titles. We would think Liverpool played last night. Mane header to the rescue, and Luis Diaz with the cross. So even just by dint of changes alone, in that Kanate came out, Robertson out, Thiago out, Jordan Henderson out, Mo Salah out, Robertson not even on the bench, and there was a a sloppiness to the performance, and it's hot in the heels of a. An iffy first half in Villarreal and a sense of running out of ideas and and verve maybe against Spurs, all of this uh, would combine to give you the distinct impression that Liverpool are starting to run on fumes. a touch. is that what you're seeing in the general performance?
0: I think so. I think I think there are players who are who are uh, getting them out of it, uh, Luis Diaz. Um, uh, you know, there have been Mane, obviously. They, these players who have been. Exceptional, but you know Salah was was put left on the bench last night. When he came on, he had a chance straight away. That Salah, at his best, takes, um, and there is just that sense. There's been a n- number of games, like the Everton game, even which they went out and won. They got sucked into a kind of into the kind of game Everton wanted them to play. Villarreal, as you say, like there's. Uh, I do. I think they are in an exceptional season and it's still an exceptional season for Liverpool I think Klopp touched on it afterwards yesterday you know Liverpool could be uh, if you don't want this situation don't reach two cup final three cup finals yeah. and that's the price you pay for having all these matches mm-hmm. because their schedule now is is ridiculous I like, have
1: it here Chelsea on Saturday obviously FA Cup final big emotional day three days later Seth Hampton Southampton are on the beach a touch, so maybe not as difficult, but hard to get yourself up for it. And then after Southampton, five days break, Wolves, that's tricky. And then just six-day turnaround. That's Wolves' last day of the season, of course. Six-day turnaround for Real Madrid, May 28th. Very different to the the three-week rest ahead of the Spurs one, which actually was too much. But this is all very condensed. This is coming at them hot and It is.
0: Now, we'll see, I suppose, the one thing uh, that might if uh, if if city win it on Sunday as well will he decide that this that's it now like that there's there's yeah. very it's very very little chance of uh of catching them um although there's still a chance uh so it's um it's it's not something you know you put I, I that's that's the one thing but it is it's it's a it's a it's re- relentless I must say like watching tonight and watching last night though it is um and I've kind of more or less completely forgotten about I or, or blanked out what we kind of went through over the last two years in terms of like the boredom element of it. But like to be sitting on a summer's evening watching kind of really high level, intense football in, 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 in packed stadiums on these lovely, on those kind of May, summer's May evenings, it's a kind of amazing feeling. It is kind of, uh it's what it kind of brings you back to all those kind of great watching european cup finals midweek european cup finals you know 30 20 25 years ago like that kind of just that atmosphere that sense of it, it's all on the line and i think whatever happens it's been an exceptional season but i do think liverpool now are just uh they're just trying to get there you know even things like fabinho getting injured last night he's out till he's out for every game now on, until maybe the champions league final mm. They're the, they're the injuries you start picking up when you're trying to get a team out every week
1: It does feel that way and, and City this evening and even against Newcastle look absolutely fine Pep Guardiola by the way a should be happy man I presume he's a happy man on the signing of Erling Haaland so you picked out a clip he was uh, being interviewed about the money which has been spent and frankly he's a bit sick of all the uh, naysayers when it comes to City and money just have a listen for the
2: people, it's just money. Okay, if you want to think about that, think about that. But I know exactly what I'm working here. And I said, okay, don't give me credit. Don't give us credit, but let us give us ourselves credit or as a manager, give to my players, to my staff and back to my staff.
0: Why do you think there is this snobbery around the money? Because. It must have been the same in Spain. Real Madrid and Barcelona must have more money than Espanyol. Listen, and,
2: and, and when Liverpool in the 17th or 18th, or so United was Strasbourg, who spent more money? Who spent more money? What exactly? In the 90s, Manchester It was Norwich. 100. Norwich spent more money in that hmm. period, or, uh, which team? so with him So Leicester spent more money than them? No. Spent more money than the other ones. But the money from them is completely different than now. So why is that? I, I say I'm going to change it. So when, when, when we put the Etihad hat in our firm, is uh, so it's overpaid. But now United and Liverpool or whatever is going to pay maybe more, they will need more because maybe deserve it because they're working well, because the CEO negotiated well, because whatever happened, there's more because it's for the United States of, of of America or in other countries or the owners are. So now it's perfect. So that's why it's going to change. for a long time, it's not going to change. That is the reality. The only way we can change is do it well on the pitch. What's
0: um what what you know what's making pep so unhappy He's The got lack of love the He's lack got of respect everything. why why like this is the second if it's if people are bitter about the money they support liverpool i would start wondering what is it about manchester city that people just can't love
1: what do you think the answer is to that well i
0: don't know what is it about manchester city what is it about this exceptional team Maybe they do love it. Maybe we're where we were blind to it. Maybe we're part of the uh, mainstream media, not giving them, you know, not acknowledging the, uh, the the truth about Manchester City and we're part of the conspiracy. But what is it when you watch? And I think they're very easy to admire. Uh, but why don't they capture the imagination? What is it about it? What What is it about the entire project that makes people feel maybe it's all just... Maybe it's all just a little bit too easy. Maybe it's just that. What do we need now? We got we've we've spent hundred million on Jack Grealish last year. Yeah. What we didn't get Harry Kane. We need we need a striker. We get the striker, and yet there. I heard I watched BT last week talking about will they sign? Will they won't they sign? Holland. They were trying to inject the way BT do, that kind of like isn't this thrilling? That this club are going to you know get this this other piece the final piece in the jigsaw Yeah, and I might be wrong but it didn't uh, to me it, it didn't feel like it was thrilling it didn't feel like uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating it's interesting to see what he's going to do there but it also seems it's kind of inevitable and it's just another like Pep the manager who kind of believes in almost a team without strikers is now saying give me a striker just in case yeah just, I'll just have that too because I can. So when you spend all that, when you spend all that money, don't start complaining that people don't give you credit for because of all the money you spend. Don't spend the money then. Mm. <laughs> you know, like if if it's such an issue. But of course, the money in Manchester City is without a doubt the single most important factor in their success. It's the most important factor in every in. Many clubs have said they've used it very smartly, mm. but it is it is the most important factor. Unfortunately, the other factors that are present and where the money is coming from means that people I think people find it a harder club to love. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would if I was Pep if I, or if I was sitting there listening to Pep saying that i be wondering why do you think is it just is it just this conspiracy? Mm. Why do you think people don't love Manchester City? Yeah, it's an interesting one.
1: Like, I don't think people would say of say Ferguson because he referenced previous eras. I don't think people would say Manchester United. Oh well, that was all money, and yet really they were pretty much the biggest spenders. They would pluck the best talent from various other clubs, and so it was hugely based on money. Like, I mean, there's a, absolutely a grain of truth in what he's well, saying.
0: Yeah, I, I was. I, I wrote about this in the currency last weekend, and I was listening to Brian Robson being interviewed on the. Quickly, Kevin podcast last week, and he was talking about when he joined Manchester United, and they played a little clip about, you know, again it was one of those little kind of uh, throwbacks of you know he was signing you know a few years before and you could have bought Manchester United for two million, and then Brian Robson was joining Manchester United for one point seven million, mm. uh, but he was talking in the on the on the podcast about how he was. When he was at England. The Liverpool players were saying, "Come and join Liverpool. We're winning everything. you will be great." But Liverpool would only pay one point two million uh, for whatever you know. Th- that was as far as they were going to go. And mm. um, there was always there were always limits. There were always constraints, as there are uh, at Liverpool today, as there are um, at other clubs today, which. Manchester City would argue are there as well. They didn't go over. They didn't go crazy and spend more money than they were prepared to spend on Harry Kane last year. Yeah, Holland is fitting into the wage structure. They say at Manchester City, that's great. Um, I, I, I like, I'm sure that they will keep keep a tight rein on that wage structure. Yeah. And um, but at the same time, they always now, especially since the financial fair play mm. uh, rules have, you know, gone wherever they've gone. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem like that, it, that 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 there's anything really to stop them getting around it. Um or to or to stop them spending, I should suppose to stop them spending what they what they feel they have to spend.
1: Like over the last five years, net spend, which I guess is the true marker, Liverpool are at two hundred million sterling and City are well over double that, 433 million sterling. So that's just a reality. If Pep bristles at that being mentioned, then that's very odd. I do think he has a point when he says, well, hang on, it's always been thus. The biggest teams have always spent more. Do you know what strikes me about City even over the last fortnight? Both anecdotally amongst football-watching fraternity in my life and even just on air here. I've talked more about Man City in the last fortnight then the rest of the season put together, and it's because for so much of the season, it's just. And uh, this point has been made. Why, you know, beyond at this studio, I think a lot of people accept this. They are just so efficient. They kill games off so almost mechanically that there's not much to say about them week in week out. Aside from, geez, they're bloody good. Wonder how they'll go in Europe this year. And mm. then we reach that point and. It kind of was thrilling and essential viewing and interesting. And we're debating the foibles of Guardiola and why is this falling short? And, and that's, you know, that's that's when it kind of was real and entertaining. And uh, then they beat Newcastle 5-0. Now they're beaten Wolves 3-1. Normal service has resumed. So like, it's hard to fall over yourself to give them oodles of credit because the best manager in the world with many of the best players and, and the perfect system have dispatched Newcastle. And Wolves. What are you, like what are you meant to say? At a certain point, you know, people find it a touch monotonous and boring.
0: Yeah, and I guess, well, I, and I, I accept your point about, about money always being, being a, a key factor. And it is more a, of a key factor now than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and again, you come back to how, well, how Manchester City are funded and how they're built and how, they, how they've been built, which, which changes the emphasis again. And does that leave you
1: cold, that model? As opposed to American <laughs> well, venture. how would
0: it leave you? How would as how a, would you?
1: <laughs> sorry, as opposed to American venture. Well, no,
0: like the, none of it is none of it is what you think. Uh, sport should be, should be sure, and um, um, and professional sport. And I think this is this is probably the best thing you could say about about Manchester City. Professional sport is always. Is 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 grimy, and there's never there is no in, like again. There is no golden age of owners like this idea, like Jack Walker. Dion, <laughs> come on. Apart from Jack Walker, let's put Jack Walker on once. But but you know whatever they were doing, like owners, owners were all like whether they were exploiting players, whatever they were doing. There sure. was they were never there was always uh, a friction between owners and other people who were actually involved in the game. Yeah. Manchester City, you could say, if you're a player playing for Manchester City, you're going to be a lot happier playing for, uh, as a, as a player working for playing for Manchester City than you might have been as a player playing for a club sixty years ago or something like that.
1: Well, let me put it this way: if they were owned by FSG, would, would you be d- otherwise? Well, no. I,
0: I think it's it's a different like. It, well, it, it comes back to like the Newcastle Manchester City model. Does that, is that where? Uh, I I. But, yeah, and we might get into this when we talk about Chelsea, too. Like the yeah. the uh, the American, like, you know, the American billionaire model is now the kind of sustainable, sustainable capitalism. They're the good guys. <laughs> that's the kind of, you know, that's the way, that's the sort of sustainable way to run a football club. It is also a sustainable way to run a football club because of what's happened at Chelsea. Um, and so for all... Uh, you know Manchester City, and look at and Newcastle is a, is a great example of this too. Like the absolute, uh, lengths Newcastle supporters will already go to defend mm. their ownership, mm. and uh, you know, and the way they felt about you know they felt they they were entitled to this after what happened with Mike Ashley. If Mike Ashley had actually invested in the, if Mike Ashley had run Newcastle in a different way to we run he ran all his other businesses. And actually just use it uh, thrown money at it, they would have been out defending Mike Ashley's uh, you know, the the stuff that was being criticized in the in in the House of Commons, the stuff that the working practices that were being investigated and criticized. Mm-hmm. They would have been out there defending them. Sure. So um there there is nothing really to like there's nothing to be to be too uh, get excited about I, I when you ask me, like, you know, which kind of business model do you get most excited? Like, it, would you prefer would you get excited about? It's not really uh, it's not something, you know, mm. you go to bed at night thinking like, you know, what's what's, <laughs> the, what's the best business model here?
1: But <laughs> uh, the kids fall in love with <laughs> these days. The, the first glance of the grass and their favorite business model. I suppose I'm to boil it down. I'm wondering, is the not difference or not coolness, but just that lack of whatever it is with Man City and so many people. Is it down to the ownership model in your instance or would it be there regardless? I think it kind of be there regardless. What do you mean? I just think I, I, I just don't think this team would still reach out and grab you or excite well, well, you
0: regardless. Well, I don't know because there would be something... If it had been built,
1: if they were still spending that money, I mean,
0: yeah, well, yeah, I, okay, I see what you mean, but yeah, but I still think if it was well, uh,
1: another oligarch before oligarchs were bad people.
0: Well, I think we've well, this this our, this this debate was ha- like I can remember uh, during the height of the Liverpool Chelsea um, Benitez Mourinho rivalry when Benitez before think before a cup semi-final said the most important person at Chelsea is Roman Abramovich Mm -hmm. which Mourinho obviously (laughs) didn't like um
1: he knew what button to push
0: yeah but that was the same like you listen to Pep yeah in that clip and he's he's getting he's he's responding to the same criticism Mm. so it's always been there and um I guess like when 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 Abramovich took over Chelsea, I suppose this was true at the beginning at City too. Maybe it is just it becomes it becomes too easy. There was a bit of excitement, like there was some excitement at all the players. Rabino, yes, City were going to take in, and at Chelsea that first summer, mm. when they were signing Damien Duff, when they were signing all these players, mm. it it did have uh, a level of excitement that, um, and I suppose there was that kind of jeopardy that Mourinho brought to it as well, because yeah. anything could happen, um, which you don't really think about. Mm. Manchester City with Pep, you're going to know what's going to happen, as you said. Well, it's, I
1: mean, it's it's really apparent anyway in the last even week that Guardiola feels totally maligned. And even, I got a glance of it last night when we had Sam Lee from the athletic on talking to Man City, even on Twitter, like the fans are just enraged with the lack of credit we're getting, etc. On Chelsea, you say you think they're in a bit of bother. So Todd Bowley, 48 American, part owner of the LA Dodgers, is fronting this consortium. So Clear Lake Capital, Clear Lake Capital. They have an office in Dublin, by the way. Good. Uh, They have currently over $72 billion worth of assets under management. It's a lot of assets and uh, investments across 300... Uh, different companies and uh, no other big sports company, actually, but uh, they're headquartered in Santa Monica and London, Dublin, Dallas uh, offices there. So um, what does this look like over the next couple of years? It's obviously not Roman handing over billions and not asking for the money back. So it's a very different Chelsea upcoming, I would think.
0: Well, that that's, that's the thing that's interesting about it. Uh, um, and again, it was interesting that there seemed to be you know, among among again the Chelsea fans, you would see on Twitter there was a kind of idea of like, you know, if there's a a, a a Saudi Arabia consortium mentioned, let's get them in because they're the ones who guarantee um, that you know or give us a, give the possibility of money being spent yeah. the way it was spent with Roman Abramovich, and it has to be said that the R- Roman Abramovich era uh, at Chelsea is exceptional in 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 that sense that he was the most important person at the club. Uh, and he, it was shrewdly managed and he man you know, and he kept winning, you know, he's like no matter everyone everyone was disposable. Yeah. Except for a few key key people, uh, in executive positions, but everyone else could come in and come out, he'd still win European Cups, still still won Premier Leagues. Um so it was uh and not it is not like there is there is a smartness, and this has to be said about Manchester City too. They 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 haven't done it. They haven't spent their money stupidly. Mm. They've been very clever in their executive. now. I think at sometimes they probably spent. I think Jack Reed is a good example, and you saw it Real Madrid where they actually probably spent money a bit more casually than clubs who who don't have the same kind of money would would spend or would would spend it. Um, But they they haven't been stupid. No one could ever accuse them of being stupid. Mm. Um, And the same is true of Chelsea. Now, uh, having said that, it's it's interesting when you see the new owners coming in and what they're talking about is following, you know, they're talking about analytics. They're talking about the Liverpool model. Mm. Um, That's, and again, back to the, you know, do, do we do you know do we do we dream of night of a uh, night of a of a league full of american uh, billionaire capitalists um, owning owning football clubs like that is they are the two models that are, are taking hold yeah um and that one depends on revenue it depends on being smart in the, in the transfer market buying players and selling them on uh the fsg model which only has really worked okay you know michael edwards whatever and it has only really come into its own since since jorgen klopp became manager so this entire structure and everything and it all was set there and and lots of people deserve lots of credit but it was only really energized when klopp came in so Very they true. got that key figure in yeah um and so chelsea need to do that but I, I think it is an interesting like I what I would say if you look at last year when the Super League was was announced and Chelsea became the first club to pull out when the when the populist uprising when Gary Neville led the populist uprising Chelsea were very quick to pull out and weren't you know we didn't really want to be part of this anyway mm. because they could because they weren't dependent on it yeah I wonder if that was happening this year or next year under this ownership would they be as quick because that sup- the Super League television revenue all those things that clubs are always looking at ways of yeah. growing and expanding and, and feeling that they are shortchanged by anything that is a, a, a model that's kind of they feel shares it out among the people who don't who don't generate the revenue and the income that they do Yeah, that is what they're depending on now not Uh, 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 an oligarch I think you're right I think there'd be a Todd
1: Bowley apology video hot in the heels of John Henry's Uh, Kevin De Bruyne decided to score one with his right foot this evening so it's Manchester City four uh, Wolves one Uh, somebody's saying here on Man City that they see them as soulless dull process driven fueled by endless resources at least Ferguson's United had that panto villain quality to focus your hate on I'm ambivalent to City and Pep at this stage as a text in uh, Jamie Vardy has scored two goals tonight for Leicester <laughs> now I'm not so sure if we should be talking at the Christie. Oh, Dion insists that of course we should am I insane I, so Dion's <sighs> going to win we're going to short break and uh, well Lord knows where we're going to go after this
2: Football
0: on Off The Ball with
1: Sky watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports
2: The issues that we've had
1: with Conor, he's an incredible player, but probably the way Munster were playing makes
2: him look bad. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Niamh Briggs. Subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Football
0: on Off The Ball
1: With Sky Watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership And much more Live on Sky Sports Now then So Celtic are Scottish champions They've drawn one all With Dundee United That point was all they needed So it is a league title For Ange Postacoglu Full-time at Ellen Road Leeds United nil. Chelsea 3 So bad night for uh, Leeds They are needless to say In big trouble Leicester with Jamie Vardy Scoring 2 3-0 winners against Norwich. Everton got a point away at Watford, which is no bad thing, not least given the result at Ellen Road. And it's Man City 4 Wolves 1, 66 minutes on the clock. We're talking Waggatha. Dion Fanning demands it. I don't even know. I mean, do we talk it? Do we not talk about it? I think Why
0: wouldn't you talk about it, Joe? It's not. What's, what's wrong with you? Sport, I
1: suppose. Does it belong here?
0: But we've we just been talking about uh, financial models for football clubs. Is that sport? Yeah. Is it? It's what kids dream of. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah. I think there's probably more kids who dream of being Colleen Rooney.
1: <laughs> uh, it's extraordinary stuff,
0: isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything it's brilliant. It. It's absolutely.
1: There are yeah. aspects to this that just uh, blown me away. For instance, the... Um, I was about to use a word I shouldn't use. The loss of evidence, let's keep it that vague, is uh, quite stunning. So, for instance, here in the... Uh, Telegraph. At the start of the hearing, Mrs. Rooney's legal team told the court there had been, quote, widespread and significant destruction or loss of evidence by Mrs. Vardy in the build up to proceedings, including messages deleted. Uh, the court has previously been told how Miss Watt, that is Rebecca Vardy's publicist agent, I suppose, Miss Watt's mobile phone fell from a boat into the North Sea within days of a judge ordering, ordering that it be handed over, while messages and other devices could not be recovered. So Mr. Sherborne, he's the uh, legal team of Colleen Rooney, he accused Mrs. Vardy of carrying out manual deletion of messages and the failure to hand over evidence accounted to the most extraordinary series of disclosure misfortunes. And he went on to say that the uh, timing of the phone falling into the North Sea cannot be coincidental. To borrow from Wilde to lose... <laughs> to lose one significant set of documents may be regarded as misfortune. To lose two, careless. But to lose ten, that must be concealment. So, uh, what wow, the chicanery here. Uh, like, I saw a tweet from uh, one journalist covering it. And in fairness to him, it was um, very funny. I forgot his name. but So he started the day by saying, Ask to, she was on the stand today. Yeah, yeah. Asked to confirm her name. Rebecca Vardy says... It's Rebecca Vardy.
0: That was Jim I think. Yes. The oh, you're yeah. all over this. Oh, well, okay. he's Jim, yeah, yeah. No, I am. He's, he's a great journalist. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's. Well, it's just. It's an incredible insight. Like, okay, it's got nothing to do with sport, but I don't understand. I, I. It's one of those stories where I think people are, are going to be fascinated by it. Mm. Um, And you can then say, well, you know, is this really what we should be talking about or whatever? But it's a kind of fascinating insight into how a world operates. And I remember reading uh, the Piers Morgan diaries years ago when he was, when he either just left the Mirror as editor or whatever, um, or was still, I can't remember. Anyway, but I just... There was those diaries. Now, obviously, it was Piers Morgan, and he was going to uh, place himself at the centre of everything, no matter what. But I remember, kind of innocently, being struck by this is incredible, like the amount of people he's actually <laughs> he's dealing with, and who are you know he's meeting Cherie Blair when she's you know he's constant talking to these people daily. He's talking to football agents. It's just a constant flow. Uh, an exchange of information. These people who, like this, this, this idea of the kind of tabloids set up as the enemy is, is a kind of a fiction because it's a much more, it's a much more complex and symbiotic relationship than that. Mm. And this is what this tells you. And I, you know, this is what a case like this shows you as well, that those, <laughs> like the the uh, the way these things work and the way they operate are far, are it, it's all so it, it's 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 much murkier and it's not as black and white as you often see from the uh, you know the protestations or the and you know especially on the evidence so far as what has come out on on the Rebecca Vardy side of this and I must say um, this is a seven day this is down to be a seven day case I hope. I hope she's got a lot, I hope she's got a lot of good evidence coming in the sec in the in the in the last few days because she's taken this case. Yeah. <laughs> she she doesn't have to be there. No. Jamie Vardy fortunately for him uh, isn't uh, wasn't able to be in court cuz he's playing football. Um but maybe he'll be there for the rest of the week. Uh, I'd say he probably will be. But um but I think At the moment, it's it's uh, one of those cases where, okay, this is, you know, I don't think people would would be aware of those, like how those wheels turn so often.
1: Uh, That's a very good point. And if there's anyone who can get to the North Sea and and find that phone, I think we'd all be very grateful. Uh, Mr. Sherburne, Colleen Rooney's QC. So he's making the point to the judge. And is there a jury here as well? I'm not too sure what the the burden of proof is. But he was certainly saying uh, you don't have to be convinced is what he reportedly said to the judge here. You don't have to be convinced beyond reasonable doubt. You just have to conclude it's more likely than not that Mrs. Vardy was responsible either directly or through her agent, Miss Watt, for uh, passing on the information to the papers. And so what he's doing effectively over the last 24 hours in particular is trying to illustrate this symbiotic relationship that you're talking about. So the Danny Drinkwater story, for instance, caught the eye of everybody his drink driving case. And so it said that Rebecca Vardy sent the information on Drinkwater's night in the cells to her agent, Caroline Watt, along with a WhatsApp message that said, I want pain for this, X. Uh, When told the Sun newspaper already had got the story from the arrest from a source at the police station, Vardy said she was, quote, fuming, I didn't give it to you earlier. Uh, Watt replied to say, there would have been a fortune end quote, and instead suggested finding out where Drinkwater lived and sharing the information with the paparazzi agency Splash News. And so Sherburn, the QC, is saying this is a, an established pattern of uh, behaviour. And then there was the Mares story, for instance, lads as well. F- the lads are fuming. Yeah. Court heard accusations Vardy leaked private information about her husband's then teammate Riyad Mahrez to the media in 18, 2018, potentially destabilising the player's Club Leicester City. In messages shown to the court, Vardy told her agent, Marez, not turned up to training again. The lads are fuming, is what Vardy told her agent. And then Watt suggested contacting a Sky Sports report. You just wouldn't think of Miss Watt contacting Sky Sports reporters. But again, this industry, as you said, is far more complicated and intertwined. But Vardy replied, quote, I don't want it coming back to me. Watt then said, I can tell someone, to which Vardy replied, yes, do it. And Sherbin pressed Vardy on whether her husband was the source of the messages about Mahrez and she insisted, Jamie and I never discussed whether the lads were fuming.
0: Well, there you go. So Um, you see, and that is the thing and it is. uh, It isn't it isn't just about whatever, you know, the 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 the, in the drink water one. was that? I think is that the one where she her response was she said she didn't think any more about it. She may have said that, but she wasn't. Mm. Um, but there's also then this sense of, uh, and this is a kind of you know that that um, that relationship that uh, that relationship people have with the media in general, and that like it, it is it is such a corrosive thing in so many ways because you know she may or or, or somebody in in a similar situation let's just put it like this as um may kind of think right i may or may not get money for this but i will also uh this also you know buys me goodwill yes and but you know and get, you know and i will and i will have now have a relationship with these newspapers and these journalists who give me these stories uh it's all a touch grimmer
1: than i had even dared to presume actually
0: it's pretty funny too yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's pretty. (laughs) But there is that. Babe, has Colleen unfollowed you? (laughs) OMG, I just saw, wow, what a C. Uh, The QC's having to tell the judge what FFS means and read out all the uh, languages, I would think quite something. It's a pity we're only getting drawings here. It is,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, um, wasn't it, was it David Cameron when he was at the... uh uh, wasn't it? What what was it called? What was the press inquiry? Jesus, going out of my head. The big Chilcott. Um, no. No, no, no. Sorry, that's thought, a uh And he and he was his text to Rebecca Wade, and he thought that LOL was was lots of love when he was texting oh, Rebecca yes, Wade. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, anyway, um, but it's uh, no, it's um, no. I think it's uh, yeah. It's it, I don't know if it's a. I don't. It's it's just Levison uh, uh, yeah Leveson but it's um, it's not uh, I think it's a bit of it is something that is entertaining too in the terms of I don't think anybody people looking at this are going to are, are going to be entertained by this whether it's it's <laughs> seedy in terms of like it, it, it does seem it is, it is as I've said stri- amazing that Rebecca Vardy would feel that this is a case. And I think I think everybody I has said this any, anyone, all through the legal arguments. They've all said why this really shouldn't be going. I wonder if anyone advisor, you,
1: you're going to have to hand over your phones here. Like this, 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 this is going to be a, a, a deep dive. On, I suspect she felt following the it's Rebecca Vardy moment. She had no choice but to come <clears> out and strenuously <throat> deny this because it was just so damaging.
0: And do you maybe at that point, you think that you can actually persuade people of anything, or you are uh, so used to being um, listened to, or told, you know. Told yeah, perhaps. That, 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 perhaps. You know.
1: I don't know how strategic it was. Maybe it was a degree let's just muddy the waters sufficiently. It's a lot fake of fake news. Like I, you know, there was a record-breaking crowd at my inauguration. You know, that's yes. just that's just strenuously denied, deny deny,
0: deny. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but it's a lot of money, even for uh, two million Premier League footballers to be two million. Yeah, costs
1: yeah so okay babe gonna be done in a week they had to retire early today because a fire alarm went off so Rebecca mm-hmm. Vardy's back tomorrow good Colleen Rooney hobbling in her
0: boot Wayne Wayne, never <laughs> there Wayne. Wayne's taking the stand as well is he
1: yeah Jamie not Wayne yes
0: what's Wayne what's Wayne got to
1: well offer? Dion I suspect we'll be talking about it I don't know what he's got to offer
0: but <laughs> I didn't know that God this gets better and better yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, dear. So, the latest at Molineux, 4-1 Manchester City, football show coverage brought to you by Sky, Spurs Arsenal tomorrow, live only on Sky Sports. Uh, we'll take a very short break. Damn, we never had time for the Michael Owen NFT story, which is uh, a damn pity. We'll come back to that at some stage. <laughs> Google it if you don't. Catch, if we do, if you, It's worth a Google. It's worth a Google.
0: Football on Off The Ball
1: With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports